The views, thoughts, and opinions expressed in this episode are that of the guest and host and do not necessarily reflect the values of sponsors or other associated organizations. Welcome to the Parental Compass by Family Education and Support Services. I am your host, Bobby Williams. Happy New Year! And what better way to celebrate the new year than subscribing to the Parental Compass? All the platforms let you subscribe. Please subscribe to the show. Today we are speaking with friend of the show and best-selling author, Barbara Coloroso. We are speaking with Barbara about bribes and threats why they don't work, and how you can build a child's internal sense of self to make them behave anyways. So I should also mention that there is a handout associated with this topic that you can find the link to in our description. You can also learn more about Barbara's work by going to kidsareworthit.com. This was a fascinating conversation. I really enjoyed it. You will too. Check it out. I understand you're saying when I do this, I get that. But what other messages are you giving kids when you um, use bribes and threats? Uh, bribes and threats and rewards and punishments. They begin to feel like um, they don't have the power in their own lives to make those decisions. That's one very important thing. They also often, if they're praise dependent, reward dependent, will look to the adult for approval of what they're doing. And it, with mistakes, they're fearful of making a mistake, fearful of admitting a mistake, or uh, fearful of trying something in which there might be a mistake because they don't want to disappoint you. I want them to develop that strong sense of self, but that self is in relation to other human beings. And that's why I want to teach them very young, forget the allowance, but to care deeply about other human beings, share generously of the talents and gifts and finances they have, and to help willingly. And that feeds back into, okay, chores. Not all chores are attached to extra money, but children get an allowance for one reason, to learn to handle money. Mm. Uh, and uh, with the bribes and threats, the big question is, well, what do I do instead? I mean, it's been so ingrained in our culture. Um, so instead of bribes and threats and rewards and punishments, I look at encouragement, feedback, and a sense of deep caring where children know that we care deeply about them when they make mistakes. We care deeply about them when they take a risk. We care deeply about them when they are successful. So you say in your book, though, you're against praise. So what's the difference between praise and encouragement? Okay, encouragement is those six critical life messages. I believe in you, I trust in you, I know you can handle this. You're listened to, cared for, very important to me. That's what we say whether they've accomplished something or they've made a mistake or they failed at something. Failure is not a bad thing uh, if they can pick themselves up and move on. A child learning to ride a bicycle without the training wheels touching. I can bribe them and say, if you make it all the way down the hill without the training wheels touching, you can have an ice cream at Dairy Queen. Mm -hmm. 
Now, what happens if they don't make it down the hill? We have punished them because they don't get an ice cream. It's that subtle. The same thing, bribes and threats, that's how they fit together. However, if they don't make it down the hill and they touch, very often you'll see a child who's price dependent throw their bike down and say, this is stupid. And by, by the way, I didn't want an ice cream anyway. Now, what you do when the child falls down or the training wheels touch, say, come on, you can do it. I know you can do it. That's those six critical life messages. Try it again. You can do it. I know you can do it. There hasn't been a Dairy Queen attached. Mm. Can you ever go to Dairy Queen? There are days when a child comes home having had one heck of a day at school. Things did not go well in lots of different ways. And you say, you know what? This seems like an ice cream kind of day. And then you can have the time to sit down. It's not a reward for, oh, you got an A um, on your report card. Um, no, it's just that sometimes in the good times and the bad times, um, an ice cream feels good. So it's not attached to it. Uh, and I want the child to know that this is a skill I believe you can do, and I want you to believe you can do, and it means you're going to fail sometimes. The wheels are going to touch down, and you will get it. Um, so encouragement is that belief that when they make mistakes, when they fail at something, they can pick themselves up and keep going because we're there to support them through it. They also need feedback. That's so important. Uh, and feedback comes in three C's, compliments, comments, and constructive criticism. Compliment, best compliment you can give your child is thank you. Thank you for walking the dog. He's been inside all day. Look how happy he is to be outside. Thank you for watering that plant. It was really wilted. Now it's standing strong. Thank you for inviting that child to come to your birthday party. He's brand new and now he feels like he can belong to a group. You stroke the deed, not the kid. Be very specific to the deed and let the child know what his or her behavior has done for someone else or a, a, an animal or a plant. It's that thank you. Can you ever get excited though? Yes. Three-year-old wants you to wave bye-bye to the bowel movement in the toilet. You wave bye-bye to that bowel mm -hmm. movement. The five-year-old makes it down the hill. He's leaping for joy. You get excited about his excitement. Uh, your 16-year-old makes it around the parking lot without popping the clutch. You did it. You're excited. They're excited. But you're excited about their excitement. They aren't looking to you and say, do you like this? Is this okay? Did I do it all right? Or be so self-critical. Well, I was kind of wobbly or I didn't. No, you did it. Uh, and you're excited about their excitement. With praise-dependent kids, they need your approval to take a risk. They need your approval that this is a, a beautiful piece of art. I don't want children uh, to feel that way. So they need that compliment. And they, they need comments, good, solid instruction. Here's how you add. Here's how you subtract. Here's how you diagram a sentence, which will date me. Um, Here's how uh, to load the dishwasher. And by the way, there's several ways to load the dishwasher, but this is what I have found to be helpful. Here's how you meet other kids. Here's how you can assess in a group when you should go in or get out. Uh, we need to teach them about their bodies, about their relationship with other human beings and how safe they can feel um, around other human beings and what to do if they don't feel safe. 
So good, solid instruction in all areas of their lives. Then the, the, the other C is constructive criticism, which in a praise-oriented culture, we're so afraid to give. Um, you know, I don't say that's wrong to a child, but I say that's not right. And I say that for two reasons. That's not right is bigger than wrong and right. And it invites a kid to fix it. When I would grade papers as a teacher, I used a green pen. I checked everything that was correct and said to the kid, you got all of these correct. I know you can do these others or believe me, I wouldn't have given them to you. Do you need help on them? Do you need something explained? I know you can do it. Um, and constructive criticism, child comes home with an A+. If you go, I am so proud of you, chances of him coming home with less than an A+, will be very much diminished. They'll be afraid to tell you. They'll stick those papers in the desk and you go to back to school night and find all those papers in the desk that he was afraid to tell you about. Um, there's a lot of implications for being praise-dependent, reward-dependent. For instance, a more serious situation is when the high-status social bully says to the other girls, I don't like the new girl. You want to be in my group, which is a bribe and a threat, sandwiched in the same coin, um, then don't sit with her. Mm. I want your daughter to say that's mean and have the courage to go sit next to the new girl. Praise-dependent, reward-dependent kids will not do that. It seems like you're talking about an internalized sense of self-worth. Like you can feel like, oh, I made my parents happy, I'm good, but that only lasts a minute, or this good thing happened, I'm doing good, or this bad thing happened, I'm a horrible person. But when you have that solid core, that's what makes the difference through life. And it's important to establish that you're it absolutely is. It absolutely is. That sense of, um, I like myself, I can think for myself, there's no problem so great it can't be solved, comes from being able to try new things and make mistakes and fail at something and be willing to get up and do it again. Praise-dependent children are more fearful of doing that. Kids who have been punished with threats and punishment are also fearful. They're watching their every mood or they're trying to hide when they have failed or when they've made a mistake because they're not sure of how their parent will treat them. And I wanna get away from that. I want kids to understand there are natural consequences, as you mentioned. There are also reasonable, simple, valuable, and practical consequences that happen based on the situation, not, okay, you're grounded for six months, which is foolish. Who wants a kid home for six months, you know? Um, and I had a parent who did that to a, a, one of my friends, ground her, her teenager for six months, including senior prom. She said, but I said it. And I've always said, if you say it, mean it, follow through with it. I said, but what you, if what you said was not wise, fix it. That was foolish of me. I just did it off the top of my head. I didn't know what to do. Let's talk about what you did and how you're going to fix what you did. Consequences need to be reasonable, simple, valuable, and practical, which is RSVP, répondez s'il vous plaît, the French term. It means please respond. Consequences need to be more work for the child than they are for you. And so that if you've made a mistake, and we all make them as parents, we lose it, you know. We say things like, you're never, ever going to the grocery store with me ever again. You're grounded for six months. 
you can always pull back and say, I blew that one. And then they realize they can come to you and say, I blew this one too. And this is how I want to fix it. So that sense of self that you talk about is so important. And they can't develop that strong core within themselves if everything is responded to from the outside. It also seems like with rewards and bribes, you're manipulating your child to do what you want, but you're also teaching them to be manipulative. Like if they do something wrong, like how can I hide it better and make sure, which isn't a message you want to send, I'm sure. Well, exactly. And also with the, the bribes, I don't want kids saying what's in it for me. Um, because if a child is going to stand up and speak out and step in, um, they're not asking what's in it for me. They're saying that's that very last thing is that deep caring, the must to relieve somebody else's suffering and wishing them well, willing to go sit next to the new girl in the lunchroom, willing in the locker room to say to the kid who's bullying another kid, back off, leave them alone. They both do that at cost. They'll probably get home as goody two shoes or gee, you're just like him kind of thing. And if they have a strong sense of self, they will know what they've done is the right thing. It's that goodness that they feel doing the right thing for someone else. It was powerful to me. There is um, a man uh, who rescued children Um I believe it's from Czechoslovakia, never told anybody. And his wife came across the 600 children he had put on trains and found families for in England during World War II because they were Jewish children. And he was asked about making a movie when he was alive. He let his daughter write a biography of it. And he said, you know what? The people um, that need to know that I did that already know meaning the people he rescued. He didn't need any you know, accommodations or recognition. He did the right thing. What they did do is they had a party and most of the people in that audience have either been rescued by him or were uh, uh, people who brothers and sisters, aunts and uncles, cousins of the people who they had, that he had rescued. But th that comment that he made, the people that need to know already know and that's the child who you go sit next to who is so grateful for you sitting next to them uh knows and it isn't catch and being good awards at school which make me crazy because bullies are great at doing the <coughs> right thing in front of adults and then sneakily harm somebody after they've gotten the catch and being good award so i'm not into that i want children to be able to say um, what I did was the right thing to do. Sometimes, though, your kids can mess up big or you're really angry at your child or they, they crash your car irresponsibly or something. And you talk about reconciliatory justice. What is that idea? Um, I'm glad you brought that up because that's the big, uh, that's not a mistake. They didn't accidentally back into a post. If they did that, they own it, fix it, learn from it, and move on. It wasn't mischief that they caused. And in that case, you'd show them what they've done wrong, give them ownership, give them ways to solve it, leave their dignity intact. If they intentionally caused harm uh, or drunk driving would be an example where they may not have planned to hurt somebody, but what they did before would should have risen in their brain to, I can cause more serious damage. That's where restorative practices come in. 
when a child does something like that, or let's say you had your child had a party at your house <laughs> when you weren't home, and one of the kids got very drunk and carved in the Duncan Fife table that's a family heirloom, you would be very upset. What they have to do is restitution, own and fix what they did. That table needs to be repaired. Resolution, figure out how they're going to keep it from happening again. And one of those might be dealing with the drinking problem and how they behave when they're drunk. That has nothing to do with what you're going to do with your son or daughter at that party <laughs> uh, that their drunken friend came to. But restitution, resolution, reconciliation, it's going to take a while. And sometimes when it's a more serious offense, but carving in a Duncan Fife is repairable. Um, but seriously, harming somebody, uh, 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 destroying their sense of self-worth through ugly things online and the like, that last stage is harder to do, to heal with the person you've harmed. After the kid has had the table repaired, uh, they figured out how they're going to keep it from happening again. Then by that time, you have probably calmed down a bit <laughs> just through that process. And you can welcome them to come talk to you about it, or they might come to you. And you need to be open to them. Uh, again, if they've caused serious harm, it may take a longer time. But to heal with the person you've harmed uh, is saying, you know, I did this. I, this is how I fixed it. This is how I'm going to keep it from happening again. And I'd like to start over. I'd like to have the opportunity to come over to your home and not be drunk mm -hmm. and to have a dinner with you, that kind of thing. Now, the parent can say, that sounds good to me. Uh, but if the harm is still hurtful, you can say, I'm not ready yet. It's always fair. I want our kids. We have modeled for our children what to do when there's been that kind of harm. It sounds like the table story might be a real life example. It is. <laughs> I wrote about that in one of the books. And that same table had uh, uh, tic-tac-toe on it that my husband had done when he was very young. And we looked at that, um, and when I refinished the table, I still left that indention there. Well, what a great metaphor for we all make mistakes when we're young, you know? Yeah, mistakes and mischief. But if you can divide those three into mistakes, mischief, and mayhem based on the harm they've caused and the intention, somebody accidentally, you know, writing on a pad with a ballpoint pen can go through wood. And that was not intentional. Another tic-tac-toe is very intentional. Writing another kid's name in a gross term on it is mayhem mm. and needs to be dealt with with the three R's. Do you see how all of that takes away from bribes and threats? They're not needed. There's so many deeper layers we could go into this. I'm disappointed we're on such a time limit, but this has been a great conversation. Well, thank you, Bobby. Um, I've enjoyed it and there's a handout that everyone can have access to that looks at, is your child reward dependent? Is your child responsible, resourceful, resilient? Not to judge, but to say, oh, we need to work on this. And what again are the alternatives? You know, encouragement, feedback, compliments, comments, and constructive criticism. That's not right, inviting to fix it. And then that sense of deep caring that I am here for you in the good times and the bad that I will be there. 
you might have to show up uh, after your child's gotten in trouble, put your arm around and say, we love you. You're in trouble. We know you can handle it. Here's a list of lawyers we think might take your case. Good luck. Yeah. But you're there for them, for them to solve it. Not for us to rush in and solve it or punish him, ground him for life. None of that. It's that we're here because we care. We love you deeply. A great message to end on. Thank you, Barb. Thank you, Bobby. It's been a joy. Thank you, Barbara. Kidsareworthit.com. Be sure to check out the handout in our description and follow all of Barbara's work because she's been doing some incredible work for the last 44 years. This has been the Parental Compass. Happy 2024. I'm Bobby Williams. Peace.